Well, as you know by now, we're SENZ, uh, the official radio partners of uh, the One New Zealand Warriors, and we have live commentary of every game, including uh, tomorrow at 7pm when Sammy Hewitt and Tony Kemp will give the call uh, as the Warriors face uh, North Queensland Cowboys. It'll be a special night too, with the captain celebrating a major milestone while a young fullback makes his NRL debut. Joining me now is uh, an absolute fan favourite, uh, one of the great guys of New Zealand sport, a legend of the club, an ambassador even. It's Monty Beetham. It's uh, been a while. Monty, great to catch up with you. It's a long smithy. I remember those early mornings very well, but um, you get up at gentlemen's hours now. We do, we both do. Uh, although you'd probably go to the gym and I don't, so uh, I, I just go to the work. Uh, hey, Monty, Ambassador, uh, tell us a wee bit about that role. Yeah, I think last year it was pretty loose in terms of the ambassadorship and what they're trying to do. They weren't too sure what was going to actually happen or how it was going to evolve, um, but they knew that we were over here in New Zealand, myself and Owen Goodenbill, and um, players over there in Australia, but also Kevin Campion was on that side. So they chose us three as guys that sort of met the values um, throughout the club and what they want to try and pass on to our players and install in them as well. So we have a bit of a hands-on role where we can to help out and, and, and be a part of the club. But um, for me, myself personally, after last year, um, you know, that, that flame that has always been there from the club, I was 15 years of age when I first signed for the club and now I'm just in 35. So I've been in and around the club for a really long time, been blessed to be part of Sky and actually call the games and be hands-on with the players. So for me, I'm actually doing 20 hours a week within the club, uh, doing all sorts, really, a bit of sponsorship, a bit of welfare, a bit of mentoring, um, a, a lot, really, and um, I'm really privileged for that role. Monty, are you liking what you're seeing? It's only early days, but compared to last year, are you liking what you're seeing with this uh, this new setup? Well, Smithy, uh, I was in around last year to see what they're actually doing um, in pre-season and off-season, what they're doing week to week and in their training sessions. But I very much like what I see. Uh, it is early, and we know that. But in terms of what they've done and who they've played, that's all you can go by. Um, uh, from day one, when I've been in here and been around Andrew Webster, hearing how he um, talks and delivers his message to everyone, really, the fans, uh, the sponsors, but more important, the players and the coaching staff that are in and around him. Um, he's very good at what he does. To me, there's um, real similarity to Daniel Anderson, um, but his delivery could be even better. And uh, sitting in on some of the reviews and, and um, previews for the games coming up, I think he's just been on point with his messaging and the way he's challenged and delivered it to, to the players to bring the best out of them. Yeah, it looks pretty good from uh, where we're sitting as well, uh, I must admit. So uh, congratulations uh, on all of that. Congratulations too tomorrow night for one of the true standouts in uh, Tohu Harris who will play his NRL game number 200 and his reward for that is uh, a nice match-up with Jason Tomalolo. It doesn't get any better. I mean, those two are, are two of the best in the position on the field and for long periods of time. Uh, Dumbledore was back to his guest. Um, you know, there's talk that he might even be available for Queensland, which will suit me because I'm a Queenslander, but just seeing what he could do on that field. And I think last year, the Warriors did a very good job in stopping Tamarulu, uh, but there was other players that went on and excelled. Um, if the Warriors are to win uh, tomorrow night, they need to do a job on Tamarulu because through that middle of the park, uh, there's no doubt that they get a lot of second phase and, and play a lot 
off the back of their amazing captain and forward of Jason Dumbledore. Tohu Harris has been the unsung hero for the Warriors right now. He's been the best performer in the first two rounds. I think last week was 60 tackles, 144 metres. Uh, but that doesn't take into account everything he's doing with the ball, the ball playing, uh, little subtle passes, and also the, the line break assist. He really is a great captain. And I, I know when he got uh, given... His um, uh, 200th uh, jumper, uh, his wife was there, his young boy was there, and there was a lot of tributes from, from Stephen Kearney and Cameron Smith and other guys that had played alongside over the years uh, that they he shared along with the crew before um, uh, they, they left to, to go overseas. On the other side of things, um, a big moment for Tane Tua Upiki, who uh, set to make his uh, NRL debut at fullback, uh, 20, 23 years of age. Um, what will be? Uh, can you remember your NRL debut, and what will be going through his mind? Oh, not like I can remember my debut, um, but um, you know, it's, it's all about saying to a picky. Uh, so for him, he he came over on a training trial, and from day one when I saw him come in, he was no wallflower, and, and that can be quite daunting coming into com- coming into a team uh, when you've been seeing these players, admiring these players from afar for for a very long time. Uh, but from day one, as I said, he just made himself at home. He was very loud. He was very good at what he would do. Very confident young man because he came from the Queensland Cup and he was the best and fairest player of, of, of the uh, of the year. So he definitely comes in um, off the back of some fine form in the Queensland Cup. He was scored uh, a try in the last two games he played uh, in the New South Wales Cup. And obviously we saw him against the Tigers and he was in some fine form. And also down there in Christchurch uh, against Melbourne Storm. Uh, it's a big, big, big ask for him to come in in this game. It's a crucial game because I know the Cowboys is not a, a easy game to play or stadium to play at. And you know, then coming off the back of their pumping they got from the Broncos, they'll be wanting to uh, make amends at home. But um, you know, he's going up against Tom Chester, who's only playing a second game for the Cowboys as well. So there's two guys in crucial positions at fullback, uh, relatively inexperienced, but could have a huge bearing on the outcome of this game. So, uh, kicking games might be quite key for both um, both standoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Sean Johnson uh, was definitely on in his kicking game. He got challenged uh, after round one to, to be better at his kicking, and his kicking was definitely on. I, I believe there's uh, been a further challenge put out to the players to make sure that the, the kick chase is just as important. We, we, we know the old term that a, a kick is only as good as his chase, and it really is in the NRL. And, you know, we're thinking about getting uh, to the end of of his six and finishing well with a good kick, but and reinforcing that with a, a huge chase, which really puts you in a situation where you can feel that momentum defensively. And it is really about that armour, so I'm sure it's going to be that very, very early on, um, at least against the Cowboys. Uh, Monty, um Chance that Nicol Kockstad is, uh, is out after failing to pass a concussion uh, test, uh, the protocols there. The NRL are introducing the new 11-day stand-down period for their, uh, into their protocols. Uh, do you think that's, uh, that's adequate or should they be doing more around this very, very sensitive issue these days? I think it should be isolated um, because it depending to depending on the situation because we've seen with Callum Ponga and he's had a number of incidents. So for someone like him, um, at, at very least mandatory 11-day stand down to really get a true indication of what's happening. But for him, you know, he's going to be monitored closely and he might be out for the rest of the year already. There's talk of that. Um, but for someone like Chance, who I don't believe he's had many uh, situations or concussions in his time. 
Um, if he does feel great, and I know the coaching staff and the uh, the medical staff are on him daily to make sure he's fine and he's got the symptoms and being positive because you know players' welfare is uh, of, of the utmost important now. Um, I, I think that's the way to go. I think a blanket approach is probably not the way to go. Um, although 11 days um, probably probably across the board um, would would be uh, suitable for for a lot of players. Uh, you mentioned uh, before uh, a bit more pressure being put on uh, Sean Johnson to. Uh, to front up uh, on a, a more regular basis to the level that we've seen him in the past. Uh, the combination he has with uh, Tamari Martin, how do you think that is gelling? Yeah, well, it's, only, uh, it's early days yet, but I you know, I do think that's going to be a very nice combination. At any time, Tamari's going to find his his, um, his power, his, his rhythm to go, OK, ball's mine. And, and you know, the way Wade Higgins playing at the moment, uh, he's a treat himself out of dummy half. So he's got he's got two um, legitimate foils either side in terms of two uh, prongs of attack from Tamari and also Sean Johnson. We know Sean's going to be the alpha. He wants his hand on the ball more often uh, than Tamari, but Tamari's uh, a similar character. We've seen defensively how strong he is. He's very uh, combative defensor, but he's also stuck with the ball in hand. He loves to run too. So uh, more often or not, if he can keep the, the defensive line guessing on which side it's going to go uh, and who's going to be potent with the ball in hand from all sides, whether it be left, right, and also from them, done half, that's exactly what you need. And also, of course, uh, when... Uh, Dylan Walker comes on, he, he, he adds another point of attack in the middle of the field, much like what you see of Tully Harris. So, Monty, we're only uh, two weeks into the competition, so very, very early days. But I've got to say, just looking back on an overall perspective, there have been some upsets. Um, ha- have, have you seen it that way? Are some of these results uh, surprising you? You often see that in the first couple of rounds. You you see some teams that are underdone and you see some teams that have actually performed better than you expected and that's because they've really had an emphasis on competing in rounds one and two. The best teams know that you don't win the competition uh, in the early rounds, although saying that you look at Parramatta, who's lost three of their first games and they were grand finalists last year. But it's also a competition that if you don't turn up uh, and you don't play to your absolute best, uh, you're not even a chance. Uh, by doing that, turning out playing the absolute best, then you're only a chance. And then throughout the games, depending on momentum, depending on ebbs and flows, depending on you capitalising, that's when the game is won. You know, I do believe it's, it's one of the best competitions in the world. And and mm-hmm. the, the, across the board, there is so much competition. Did you did you really think, in all honesty, that the Dolphins would be 2-0? No, I didn't. I, I, I did not think that at all. Um, you know, and they've got a really good chance to be 3 and 0 this week against Newcastle because they played Newcastle without a lot of their key players. Newcastle were very strong last week, uh, losing a lot of players, but they still got up and got the win. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. You know, Belize is, 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 is a powerful um, weapon, and when you've got someone like. Um, now, our, our man Wayne Bennett there who is running the ship, um, he, he's one of those guys who makes you believe in yourself. And then when you actually go out there, um, putting into practice what you've been asked to do by a very strong power in, in, in the coach Wayne Bennett, uh, that's when you get the wins and you start believing it, then the momentum becomes really hard to stop. So I tell you what, if they're not 3 and after this week, uh, they'll be very disappointed because, uh, you know, it's a really good chance to be a, a depleted Newcastle night side. Well, yeah, I think it's a great story, Monty. Actually, a real terrific start to the season for them. Uh, look, you're also doing a lot of uh, work 
um, on telly, uh, and particularly Once a Warrior. Your show Once a Warrior gets to tap into a lot of the club's history with some great in-depth chats. Uh, what have been some of the highlights this season and the second season for you? Yeah, it's been good. It's been great because, um, you know, I, I knew what to expect and I've been out there a little bit more asking for the boys' time and getting them out on the show. I think Ed Elijah Taylor last night, who was a young guy who I believe should have been a, a one-man, one-club, could have been a, a great and also a captain of his team, but um, he left in, in the early days. We've got Stacey Jones coming out next week, which is a wonderful chat. Now, many believe that he is... Uh, the absolute goat of the club um, and he's a fine player and he's given us great service to the club but it's been fun Smithy because you catch up with your mates you have a chat uh, it's like you're at the pub minus the pier um, but the stories are there not all the stories because some of them are going to stay um, behind closed doors because it's, it's, it's the bond that you have with the boys uh, but it's nice for, for them to get their chance to sort of relive some of the old days to be under the spotlight once again because there's a lot of these legends that led the way and and made people play the great game of rugby league. We look at Stacey Jones and what he did for the club, and he was the reason why Sean Johnson picked up the ball and decided to play rugby league instead of rugby union. He could have done either. Uh, so it's nice to give back to them. And some of these other guys, like Elijah Tallow, who, who left at a very young age, who's still playing over there in Featherston, it's nice for people to sort of reconnect. And I'm talking to Hydro Cassini, if he can uh, get uh, up with the tech and uh, get on the... Get on the um, get on, online and, and talk to me. So it's great to hear from some of these absolute legends and uh, uh, great names of the club. One of which you are yourself, uh, Monty. Uh, terrific to catch up with you again. Uh, like your positive thoughts uh, from uh, an ambassador role looking on uh, over the club. We're hearing good things uh, and you're just confirming with it. Uh, those things is co- pretty cool for us. Have a terrific day, mate, and uh, go the Warriors this weekend, eh? You too. Thanks, buddy.